happy girl. Hello, friends, and welcome back to another podcast of Women at the Well Ministries, where we believe that all of us have to come to Jesus like the woman at the well in John chapter 4. Our highest priority is making God real in your life. Whether you are listening in our app, in your favorite podcasting app, or on our website at watwm.org, we invite you to sit down with us as we look to the scriptures to learn more about God and to strengthen your daily walk with Jesus Christ. For most, it is easier to sacrifice something than it is for them to be obedient to the authority over them. For instance, you are willing to risk the chance of paying the speeding ticket, but unwilling to obey the speed limits. Spiritually speaking, many of us would rather give to something, provide for something, and sacrifice a little time, talent, or money than we would like to obey the commandments of God, even when he is directly telling us to do so. Join us in this podcast of Women at the Well Ministries as Kim takes us on a journey through the scriptures, revealing the truth of God's word, which tells us that obedience is better than sacrifice. Listen and learn the value of being obedient to God. Hello, and thank you for joining us in this podcast of Women at the Well Ministries. And it is such a pleasure for me to be able to speak to you at any time. But I love this account in 1 Kings chapter 17. And as we begin to read 1 Kings chapter 17, I want you to do that sifted through the lens or the filter of 1 Samuel 15, 22. 1 Samuel 15, 22 says this, And Samuel said, Hath the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice, and to hearken than the fat of rams. This particular verse explains very clearly that our obedience to God is of more value than any sacrifice that we give. But so often, when we do, obey the commandments of God. It does require a bit of sacrifice from us. And so we kind of get that ability to do both things at the same time. But there are so many times that we don't obey. And instead, we try to barter with the Lord, or we try to do things our own way. And instead of doing what he says, we do something else. And as humans, we can see that play out often because many of us, if not most of us, are willing to go above the speed limit and sacrifice the possibility of having to pay some money for a fine. We're willing to do that more than we're willing to obey the authority over us that sets the limit for the speed. And that is something that most of us do on a fairly regular basis. But I am afraid that most of us also, on a fairly regular basis, would rather sacrifice something 
than to do the obedient task that God is requiring of us. And the instance I'm trying to think about here and want you to sort of paint a picture in your mind about that is sometimes the Lord will say, Kim, you need to go do this. And I'll be thinking to myself, well, you know, I'd really like to watch that ball game. And I visited the hospital last week. So I'll try to see who else maybe can do that. And I'll just... I'll just make sure that, you know, I send a card or I'll make sure that I get them a meal. See, I'm, I'm sacrificing perhaps cooking a meal, perhaps going and getting a card, which is on my time and when it's convenient for me, but I'm not willing to obey when God said, get up and go. Now, for some of us, that happens frequently. God says that we are to follow his words and his commandments. There's a whole lot of people that I have met in my lifetime who really just would write a bigger check for their tithes if they had done some disobedient things the week of that. Now, that may be something that helps the church in some way, but it isn't anything that substitutes for God's requirement to obey him. And he also tells us plainly in 1 Samuel chapter 15 and verse 22 that it's better, it pleases him more when we are obedient than to just sacrifice. We need to really think of this verse as we are walking through 1 Kings chapter 17. And if you would, turn in your Bibles to 1 Kings chapter 17. And I'm going to read the first 16 verses to you. And we're going to kind of pause in between some of the passages just so we can really get a handle on what's going on with Elijah and really have a look into who Elijah was and how Elijah's entire life was fixated on following the word of God. His foundation for his decisions and the way he walked and moved in this world was foundational on the scriptures that he knew, on the ability to hear what God had told him to do, and his discipline to follow. And not just follow, but to follow immediately and to follow completely. As we look at this scripture in 1 Kings 17, I want you to continually be looking at your own life and thinking about the discipline of which you live your life to really reflect on how you follow the Lord and how important is following him to you. I want you to answer these two questions. When God speaks to you, do you listen? When you hear him, do you obey him? And then the follow-up question to that second question is this. If you don't obey him when you hear him, why don't you obey him when you hear him? These are all fundamental questions for the child of God. These are all simple 
boundaries if we answer them that allow us to know how dedicated we are to the Lord, how disciplined we are to follow his commandments. And perhaps we'll allow each and every one of us as we walk through 1 Kings chapter 17 to take a good look at our own lives and shore up our faith and shore up our determination to be obedient and to really remind ourselves that it's the obedience that God requires for every one of his children. As we begin reading in 1 Kings 17, we're going to read the first seven verses. And Elijah the Tishbite, who was of the inhabitants of Gilead, said unto Ahab, As the Lord God of Israel liveth, before whom I stand, there shall not be dew nor rain these years, but according to my word. And the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, Get thee hence, and turn thee eastward, and hide thyself by the brook of Cherith, that is before Jordan. And it shall be that thou shalt drink of the brook, and I have commanded the ravens to feed thee there. So he went and did according unto the word of the Lord, for he went and dwelt by the brook Cherith, that is before Jordan. And the ravens brought him bread and flesh in the morning, and bread and flesh in the evening, and he drank of the brook. Now let's stop there for a moment. First of all, I want you to see that Elijah is waiting to hear from the Lord. Elijah hears from the Lord because it says, And the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, And then it says, So he went and did according unto the word of the Lord. So what I want you to first notice about this passage, 1 through 6, is that Elijah hears from God. He gets his direction from God, and he immediately obeys the direction from God. What I also would like for you to see is that God has spoken to Elijah. God has given Elijah a commandment to do, and I want you to see how God provides for Elijah. So as Elijah is told what to do, he's also told how he's going to be taken care of. So Elijah, who truly puts his faith in God, who truly understands who God is. Elijah is able at that point to be able to trust in the Lord and to know God said, this is what I'm to do. And then God said, here's where you're to go. And God said, here's what's going to await you there. And here's how I'm going to take care of you. So when Elijah was given this assignment from the Lord. He was also given the assurance that everything's going to be all right. And Elijah trusted in him in such completeness and fullness that he immediately did what God said. So we go back to the questions that I put before you as we began this study. When God speaks, do you listen? Do you know the voice of God? Can you recognize him? 
when he speaks? Do you understand him? Is his voice familiar to you? Are you developing a relationship with him through prayer and study that allows you to recognize it? And when you do hear him, and when you do recognize it's the voice of God, do you obey him? Now, I'm just going to tell you, this whole idea of being fed by ravens does not appeal to me. Now, it is amazing that Elijah was given the assurance by God that if he leaves and he goes to where God has directed him to go, that he's going to provide for him. See, the Bible tells us in Proverbs 3, 5 through 6, he says, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Elijah shows that he is fully willing to be dependent on the Lord because the only way he's going to eat is to eat from the food that the ravens are going to feed him day and night. Now, as I said, if I'm thinking in my fleshly mind, being fed by ravens doesn't appeal to me. I don't like the idea of a dirty bird giving me what I'm going to eat. And I believe that this is key to the discipline that Elijah shows us. Because Elijah isn't talking and saying, hey, how's that going to work? I've never been fed by ravens. Ravens don't know how to feed me. Hey, what's this food going to be like? How am I going to get flesh and bread? Are the ravens going to give me enough? But what is spoken to Elijah is that he's going to be fed in the morning and he's going to be fed in the evening. And it's the ravens that's going to do the job. And so we see that there is a dependence that Elijah has on God that enables him to be obedient to God. See, the last part of Proverbs 3, 5 through 7, most people don't know verse 7. But verse 7 says, Be not wise in thine own eyes, fear the Lord, and depart from evil. Elijah knew first to trust in the Lord and not to lean into his own understanding. But there's a place in that verse between trusting and not leaning that is key, and it says, with all thine heart. Elijah was willing to be obedient to the Lord because he had trusted him with his entire heart and being. And he had forsaken trying to understand in his fleshly mind the work of God. But he had put his heart and his soul and his mind into trusting in the Lord. So he wasn't going to be wise in his eyes. He was going to depart from evil and serve and fear the Lord reverently because he was fully dependent upon him. See, it says that when we acknowledge him in all of our ways, he'll direct our paths. So not only was he dependent, he was also sure of the divine direction. And he was dependent upon the divine direction. He did not go somewhere else. Let me tell you, my friend, that Elijah got up and he went eastward and he went to the brook of Cherith. 
He went where God told him. And when he went there, he was fed by the ravens. They didn't give him more than he needed. They didn't give him less than he needed. But every morning, he was given the food and the necessities that he needed. And Elijah was fully dependent upon the Lord. And he was fully obedient. See, obedience brings reward. And we see this in in Philippians 4.19 when he says that my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. His riches never expire. They never run out. And what he did for Elijah, he'll do for you and he'll do for me. He is no respecter of persons. And he says, I change not. But the difference is we don't have the trust and we aren't completely committed and sold out and the discipline to be fully dependent upon Jesus Christ, allowing him to direct us and fully being obedient to what he asked us to do like Elijah. The reason things don't happen in our lives with the power that they happened in Elijah's life is because we don't have the power in our lives that Elijah had because we're not willing to give up things of this world. We're not willing to be separate and peculiar. We're not willing to be zealous of good works. We're not willing to trust completely and wholly in him. And the Bible says in Ephesians 3.20 that he will do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. Elijah was a dynamite powerball. Some of us are barely ping pong balls that are easily crushed under the foot of a toddler. Is we simply aren't willing to be disciplined to obey. As we see in verse 7, it comes to pass after a while that the brook dries up because the land had had no rain in the land. And Elijah the Tishbite knew this because they had prayed and it had been spoken that, that there wasn't going to be any dew or rain for a few years. And so here sits Elijah And I'm sure he must be thinking, I did what you asked me to do. And now we're going to move again? We're going to be on the move again? So you got to show up. You've got to show up. And you can't be complacent. You can't be living on the blessings of last year, last week, or yesterday. You need to be moving forward toward the prize of the high calling of Jesus Christ, winning the loss, spreading the gospel, being more today for him than you were yesterday because God's plans for you, they will never fail and they are always part of you. You are always part of God's plan. So the assignments he has for you, they keep coming. The opportunities he has for you, they are always there. The joy and the blessings he has for you, they continue to flow. So why is it that sometimes we aren't seemingly receiving them? I submit to you it's because sometimes we don't show up. As we continue in this scripture, he says, And the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, Arise, get thee to Zarephath, which belongeth to Zidon, and dwell there. Behold, I have commanded a widow woman there to sustain thee. 
So now Elijah's he's just followed the Lord and he's found himself being fed by ravens, which shouldn't make any sense at all. I'm sure not even to him. He's now probably gotten himself comfortable. He's enjoying his time by the brook. It dries up and behold, the Lord comes and says, move again. Now, I'm a person who's not particularly fond of change. I like the same routine. I like to do the same things. It's a little difficult for me sometimes when there are big changes that happen in my life. But see, Elijah wasn't experiencing a change. He was doing the same thing that Elijah had always done. He was simply following what God said. If we could learn this lesson from Elijah... That every day we have one decision to make. And that decision is to be obedient to the word of God. That decision is to consult the Lord for what his plans are for us. Because Jeremiah 29, 11 tells us very plainly that I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. Jeremiah 29, 11 clarifies to us that God has a plan for us and it's to prosper us and to give us a hope. So all we have to do is get in line with the plan. All we've got to do is follow what he asks us to do. So even when it seemingly is change. It shouldn't be for the man or woman of God. Because really, you're doing the same thing you've always done. You are following what God tells you to do. So for Elijah, he's been told to get up and he's been told to leave. He's been told that there's going to be a widow woman there to sustain him. And like always, he arises and he goes. Now, I want you to notice the importance of how Elijah doesn't delay and how Elijah doesn't negotiate. First of all, I want you to be very clear that you have nothing to negotiate with with when it comes to negotiating with God. Every single solitary thing that you have, every talent, every blessing, all that you are and all that you have, he has given you. It's his already. We're just stewards of it. Some of us are better stewards than others. Again, because we have committed and we are trusting fully in the Lord. Now, there's another thing I want you to see very clearly when it comes to Elijah. And that is this. He seeks first the kingdom of God. Matthew 6.33 tells us that we are to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. That's why I submit to you that we really shouldn't have changes that knock us off of our alignment or kind of shake us up on our path because every single day we should be doing the same thing and that's seeking God first. And seeking his righteousness for our life, following his commandments and being obedient. And when we do that, everything we need will be added to us. And we see that very clearly in Elijah already in the first seven verses. And as we begin to walk through this again, we see that he just simply obeys. And when he does, he is rewarded because you simply cannot outgive God. 
God provides where he directs. In Malachi 3, 6, he says, for I am the Lord, I change not. In Hebrews 13, 8, he says, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. In Acts 10, 34, he says, I am no respecter of persons. Elijah has lived this for the first seven verses, and now he's going to show us again that when you show up for Jesus, Jesus is already there. He's already made a plan, and you can't outgive him, and you're going to be standing underneath the spout where the glory comes out. You're going to be on Blessing Boulevard. You're going to find yourself in the favor of God. So as we begin to see this, We see in verse 10, he says, So we arose and went to Zarephath. And when he came to the gate of the city, behold, the widow woman was there gathering of sticks. And he called her and said, Fetch me, I pray thee, a little water in a vessel that I may drink. Just as God had said, there, waiting for him, was the widow woman. Now, I also want to point out to you that Elijah speaks to the widow woman as if he knew her. Because he was expecting God to do what God said. How often are we surprised when God provides? Even still, how often are we surprised when God has dropped in our spirit how he is going to provide, but somehow or another, we simply are still shocked when it happens. Elijah wasn't. He didn't delay. He was told to go. He got up and he went. And when he goes, exactly what God said is happening. Jesus said, God said to him, that he commanded a woman there, a widow woman, to sustain thee. Now let's look at that for a minute. We are all part of the family of God if we've been born again and we believe in Jesus Christ. So our brothers and sisters should not be strangers to us. And we should love them. And we are family. But I also want you to look deeper in this text, and I want you to see that he used a widow woman. No doubt somebody who was not a social elite person, someone who we're going to read in just a few moments, clearly was not wealthy. But I want you to see that when Elijah was in the presence of his sister, part of the family of God, whom God had put in her heart, and she was obedient to do what God said, That Elijah and this woman had a rapport that this scripture indicates is one that they were on the same team. They were working for the same thing as she was going to fetch it. He comes, the person God has put before him is to be able to sustain him. He says, fetch me, I pray thee, a water that she may drink, that he may drink. And as she was going to fetch it, he called to her. She didn't delay either. Do you know what happens when we delay? We allow Satan to alter the outcome. We throw up the white flag because greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world in 1 John 4, 4. But when we delay, we begin to insert our own opinion, our own thoughts. We begin to 
kind of do things our way. And we certainly allow room for the devil to get in. If you don't believe me, let's go back to the scene at the garden. The Garden of Eden. Eve knew not to take of the fruit of that tree, did she not? She even spoke that she knew not to take of it. And you know what? When he first started talking, she wasn't going to take of the fruit. But she lingered with the devil. She delayed her obedience. And in that span of time, the devil was getting a crack, and then he got a sort of a partial open door, and then the door flung wide open, and he overtook the situation because she allowed him to. The devil can't beat you unless you throw open the opportunity for him. So the widow's already on the way for the water when Elijah speaks. Elijah's on the move when God speaks. They didn't delay. They didn't linger. You see, sin starts with the fault. And many times we can't help the fault. It's what we do with the fault we can help. And discipline and understanding who God is in our life and trusting him with our whole heart, our whole soul, our whole mind. Those are the things that allow us to be strong in the Lord and empower us to allow him to do great and mighty things through us. Mark 12, 30 says, And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind and with all thy strength. This is the first commandment. And if you remember, Matthew 6, 33 said, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. Let me tell you, Elijah knew some things, folks. He knew to seek God first. He knew to follow without hesitation. He knew to be dependent upon God. And he was living in the rewards and the favor of God because of his obedience and because of his willingness to not delay. So we begin reading the scripture again. He says, and as she was going to fetch it, he called to her and said, bring me, I pray thee, a morsel of bread in thine hand. And she said, as the Lord thy God liveth, I have not a cake, but a handful of meal in a barrel and a little oil in a cruise. And behold, I'm gathering two sticks that I may go in and dress it for me and my son that we may eat it and die. She is telling him, I've got nothing. I've got one meal, one meal. I want you to understand that God said he had commanded a widow woman to sustain Elijah. Elijah goes, there's a widow woman right there ready. And Elijah says unto her, fear not, go and do as thou hast said, but make me thereof a little cake first and bring it unto me. And after make for thee and for thy son. For thus saith the Lord God of Israel, the barrel of meal shall not waste, neither shall the cruise of oil fail until the day that the Lord sendeth rain upon the earth. So here's the man of God, a man just like me and you, flesh and blood. But he was disciplined to be obedient. He had given his whole trust of his heart 
to the Lord. He was loving God with his whole heart and soul and mind and with all of his strength. That's what separates him from me and you. And God commands a widow woman who you know it had to be difficult to give all that she had to this man and not to her, her son. As a mother, she, she was innately determined to protect her son, but God had told her and commanded her to sustain this man of God. And Elijah was telling her that if you give up this one meal, then God will sustain you until the rain comes. See, some of us hold so tightly to our blessings, and they're just a portion of what God has for us. And we do not open up our hands for the Lord to bless us more. See, she had one meal. She did give all she had. But if she'd have held on to that meal, they would have eaten it and died. You cannot outgive God. Give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down and shaken together and running over, shall men give into your bosom. For with the same measure that you meet withal, it shall be measured to you again, Luke 6, 38. But seek ye first the kingdom of God. For thus saith the Lord God of Israel, the barrel meal shall not waste, neither shall the cruise of oil fail. Picking up in verse 15, we see, And she went and did according to the saying of Elijah, and she and he and her house did eat many days. And the barrel of meal wasted not, neither did the cruise of oil fail, according to the word of the Lord, which he spake. By Elijah. Don't let this pass you by. Elijah's obedience and full trust in God resulted in him being used of God that he could speak the words of God. And he was a like man, just as me and you. Obedience, my friends, is better than sacrifice. The widow woman committed all she had to the Lord. And gave, as he said, give. And as she opened up her hands, God gave her more. You can't outgive him. And friends, when you depend on God, you will have all that you need. Remember what he said in Proverbs 3, 5, 6, and 7? Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. And lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord, and depart from evil. And he tells us in Mark twelve thirty, let's do it again. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy mind, and with all thy strength. This is the first commandment. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Obedience opens up an entire world for you, and God wants you to experience 
the blessings of obedience. Depend on him today and allow him to direct your paths. Remember you are loved. Jesus loves you. Thank you for joining us in today's podcast. You can visit the show notes for quotes from today's podcast and scripture references. We pray today has been a blessing and we encourage you to reach out to us through our app, our website, or our Facebook page. You can find our app by searching for Woman at the Well Ministries in your app store or through our website at watwm.org. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash watwm. If you visit our website, you'll be able to subscribe to Bible Bits, a daily devotion written by Kim and delivered Monday through Friday by text message. Woman at the Well Ministries is a nonprofit organization dedicated to serving our Heavenly Father. And it is through your loving and generous support that our ministry continues to bless others. To learn how to partner with Woman at the Well Ministries, please visit our website. Thank you to the gospel group Fudge Creek for letting us use their hit song, Happy Girl. We greatly appreciate your prayers. We are praying daily for our listeners. Remember that God loves you. You are loved. Happy girl.